Welcome to my Inside Edge podcast. So I, I don't normally do this. Normally I'm a little more prepared, but um, this fine gentleman on the far left sat in my illustration without him knowing it. And I know that if I would have said something, he would have been having the gracious heart to actually get up, bring it up here for me. You're fine. You go ahead and you're, you're no, the chair was going to be my illustration. He's like, what are you calling me up to do? You have me all nervous. Um, but now that I know you walk up here really nervous, I may have you come up here to do something. So you just never know. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer that we, we go as the Lord leads. And I, I'm a firm believer of the Holy Spirit driven, Holy Spirit led and uh, the power that comes behind the Word of God. And the Word of God brings hope. And I, I want to share with you tonight, um, there is no hopeless soul. My fear is this, is that somebody in here this evening feels like there's no hope for your life. And maybe it's not in this room, maybe it's listening online or watching online, and maybe not, maybe not even tonight. Maybe it'll be three weeks down the road and somebody stumbles across this, and, and they are, they're sitting there looking for hope. And yet they, they don't know where they're going to find it. Or possibly this, and I, and I want you to picture this with me, that there's possibly somebody that we've ran into that doesn't feel like they have hope in their life right now. So I'm going to ask you guys to do a little project with me, a little, a little illustration of your own. And so I'm going to ask the house lights to come up real quick. And I'm going to ask you guys to all just stand up real quick. I know that's bright and now you guys are all awake. See, this is what I do on Sunday mornings too to make sure nobody falls asleep. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to just take a look around and gaze at people. And I know that may seem weird. If you're single in this place, there may be somebody else that's single as well. You're in luck. You're finding them at the right place. Just, I don't know, might as well be a matchmaker, right? I always told, when I was a youth ministry, I always told my youth kids, don't find them at a sporting event. Don't find them at an activity. Find them at the altar. So, all right, you guys, may, you guys can go ahead and have a seat. Now, I know that that may seem like a crazy thing. Now, let me, put this, let me put this into perspective. How many people do we walk by every day that we look at them and we really don't look at them? We gaze through them. And even tonight, I would venture to say that some of you are very uncomfortable trying to look somebody in the eye. You may be sitting by somebody that you're very close with. It may be a husband, it may be a wife, it may be a friend. And you couldn't even look them in the eye because you really don't know what's going on. And if you look into them, for some reason, we get this ideology that it's going to reveal part of our soul, right? I, I was always nervous. I grew up, I'm a, I'm a pastor's kid. I grew up in the church. I tell people all the time that there's probably still a drool spot underneath that first pew where I slept many, many days, many, many nights, many, many services while my dad was preaching, like, I told my dad when I was a teenager, I'm like, Dad, if I ever have problems sleeping, would you just come in and preach? Like, I will be, I'll be good. And now I regret saying that because my kids are now looking at me going, Dad, I remember you saying that to Grandpa. I remember you telling him that you said that to him. And so, um, Dad, if, you, if I can ever need to sleep, could you just come in? And I'm like, yes. The Bible is true when it says you reap what you sow. Don't ever forget that. But I, I grew up in, in, in the church, and I understand that even though we go to church, it does not mean that we have hope. And I also understand that there are times when we have hope, but yet we run into a hopeless situation where we feel like there's no hope. And yet, 
as, as Pastor Dave said so, so vividly and so well, that God has our back. And we have to understand that if God has our back, then we can have a blessed hope. And we can have a hope that brings joy as, as sorry, Amy, Tammy, knew I was going to mess that up. As Tammy stated, that we could have that joy. And we can see that God will release this on us, that as we have that hope in him, that we can be privileged to walk through life knowing that we can conquer life before us. And yet there's times that will trip us up and there's times that we'll, we will struggle with. And, and that's a given. And those are attacks of the enemy. And listen, let's not blame everything on the enemy. Sometimes we're just knuckleheads. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Sometimes we bring those on ourselves. Listen, the bad haircut that I got was not because the person, the beautician was of the devil. It was because I went to a bad barber shop. My mom talked me into going to the Walmart barber shop. Who does that? I came back and I had hair all over the place where I put my hood up. And my mom looks at me and she goes, oh, it's not that bad. When it's not that bad and your mom says it's not that bad, it's that bad. The thing my mom didn't tell me is I saw her as she's looking at my hair going, oh, it's not that bad. She was walking over to the scissor drawer going, I think I can fix this. And while I'm still sitting there in the chair trying to compose myself not to cry over a bad haircut, she's like standing behind me going, snip, snip, snip. And I'm like, oh, great. I'm like, well, I guess it can't get any worse, right? And sometimes that's our mentality is that it can't get any worse. So why not, why not have a little bit of hope? But we look through people. So we've talked a lot of tonight about, about our kingdom-minded, but our kingdom-minded isn't always internal. I want you to understand this. To be kingdom-minded, we have to be external. If we have the hope that God brings into our life and we have the joy, even though we may give it away from time to time, even though we may say, God, you know what? I don't really feel like you have my back right now. He's still hiding out back there going, you know what? You're wrong. I still have your back. But what about the person that he's calling you to? Will you step in that avenue to look somebody straight in the eye and say, listen, I will not look through you, but I see that there is no hope in you because there is no hopeless soul. And there may be people in your life that you're looking at going, you don't know my neighbor. They built that play shed within three feet of the city limits of my property line and they are of the devil. And they did it just in spite of me. No, they're not of the devil. And yes, there is hope for them. But we can't just keep looking through people. See, I want to pray this prayer over you tonight. And, and I'm going to try to do my best to give this to you as the Lord gave it to me. But my prayer for you is just scripture. And this is the prayer. It says this, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I want you to think about that, that there is no part in that that says that this hope is from me, but it is the hope that God gives us that brings the joy, that brings the overflow, and it's based off of the power of the Holy Spirit flowing in us and through us to those that, do, that need it. See, in Romans chapter 15, there's a reason why God gives us the Bible, for, and it says this, for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us. Now, I don't know about you, but I've noticed that in today's society that there's a lot of people who like black highlighters. 
And what they like to highlight a lot of is the stuff that maybe convicts them or brings attention to things that maybe aren't going extremely well in their life, that maybe they need to change things. Listen, in our church, we believe in this philosophy that it's okay not to be okay. But we also believe that it's not okay to stay that way. We believe wholeheartedly that, listen, if you're not okay, the church, the the gathering of the body is supposed to be the hospital for the sick, not a resort for the healthy. But we're also supposed to walk with people through life so that they're not doing it on their own, so that we can bring people along with us in the walk that God has called us to. So the scriptures, everything that's written in the past is written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. See, in Psalm, we hear a lot about David, but sometimes we, we forget some of the other writers that were there. In Psalm 71, starting at verse 1, reading through verse 6, it says this, In you, Lord, I have taken refuge. Let me never be put to shame in your righteousness. Rescue me and deliver me. Turn your ear to me and save me. Be my rock of refuge. To which I can always go. Give me the command to save, give the command to save me. For you are my rock and my fortress. Deliver me, my God. And a lot of times when we don't have hope, this is our exact plea. This is our exact cry. Deliver me, my God, from the hand of the wicked, from the grasp of those who are evil and cruel. For you have been my hope. Now, the person of this writing is probably, has served God for probably 70-some years. And from a child, and, and in, the, in the verses that follow, it says, For you have been my hope, sovereign Lord, and my confidence since my youth. From birth I have relied on you. You brought me forth from my mother's womb. I will ever praise you. Not that I will never praise you. Now, I, I, I love proud, proud dad moments, and I had a proud dad moment today. My, my, my daughter sitting up here, standing up here, and she's showing me that her hand's just shaking. I loved it. I'm like, baby, you're going to do great. I have complete confidence in you. And then I had to check myself and say, you know what? Greater than the confidence that I have in you, God has confidence in you. God would not have done that to you for to keep that story silent. He did that to you so that you could share that story. So that He did that to you so that you would have the confidence and the boldness to get up and share what he has done for you. So the question that I want to pose to you real quick is this, do you have hope? Do you have hope? And you may be sitting there tonight asking me, well, what do I have hope? Well, hope in what? Hope in what area? Listen, stop compartmentalizing and realize that if you're going, if you're going to call God the Lord of your life, that he's Lord of all, not just Lord of part of your life. If he's going to be Lord at all, he has to be the Lord of all. And so many times, we don't like to let him be the Lord of all. We like to let him be the Lord of some. I just got done speaking a series of of messages to the youth this week. And we called it almost because we talked about how we're supposed to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, with all of our strength. And so many times, we are almost there. But we're not really all in. God wants us to be all in and he gives us hope. He gives us that hope. So are you, are you a hopeless soul tonight? No, 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 no. If you have believed that lie from the pit of hell, I want to encourage you tonight that you are not a hopeless soul. No matter what your past is, you are not a hopeless soul. No matter what you have faced in the past, you are not a hopeless soul. No matter what you may be facing in the future, you are not a hopeless soul. But you are fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God and that he has made you for a purpose. He has made you 
on purpose, and he has great plans for you. I looked at my daughter tonight. I said, listen, this brings to life the scripture that says, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Listen, and it's the same thing for you tonight, is that before you were ever formed in your mother's womb, he knew you and he has a plan for you, and it is not a plan of hopelessness, but it is a plan of hope because of who he is in our lives. See, the people that are around you as well, those that maybe you're looking past, maybe those that you're looking through, maybe those that maybe you see them and you just see that they don't have a lot of hope in their life. God has also made them. God also has a plan for them. God has a purpose for them. But if we're going to be kingdom-minded, we also have to think not just, God, how are you going to use me or how are you going to minister to me? But God, how can you use me to minister to them? We have to look past ourselves because when we say that we have hope, then we are set. We have a blessed hope in Christ Jesus. Does that mean that we won't go through battles? No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying at all. We will still go through battles, but we got to understand that we have our name written in the Lamb's book of life. And when we have our name written in the Lamb's book of life, our attention should be taken from ourselves to say, God, who do you want me to bring with me? And a lot of times that struggles with transferring our trust. We don't really like to transfer our trust. How many of you guys are control freaks? Don't answer. Don't answer that because some of you, are, some of you I, I, listen, I don't want anybody to lie in this place either because some of you will not raise your hand and your wife or your husband is elbowing you going, come on now, raise your hand. That's totally you. And right now they're trying to be the control freak over you to raise your hand, right? And so you're like elbowing them and we have a full out brawl and all of a sudden we see Muhammad Ali doing the, the rope-a-dope in here and we, we just do not want that to have happen tonight, all right? But I do want you to do a quick illustration with me about this. If you wouldn't mind, go ahead and just stand up with me again. We don't, we don't need the lights on for this. But it's amazing how we struggle with looking at transferring trust and yet we don't have a problem doing it. And I know that you may be sitting here going, well, how are we transferring trust? You just, everybody that just stood up just did it. You trusted your legs to support you. You transferred your trust from the four legs of a chair to your own two legs. And I would guarantee you that if I said, hey, go ahead and sit down, most of you would be like, all right, no big deal. I trust this chair to hold me up. You wouldn't even think twice about it. But for some reason, we struggle with transferring our trust to say, God, will you lead me and guide me? Lord, will you protect me? Lord, will you give me hope? So I, I want to just give you guys a challenge. Will you, will you trust the chair that's sitting behind you? People in the second rows, do not pull out the chairs of the people in the front rows. That is not nice. Some of you in the back right now are sitting here going, yeah, but he didn't say anything to me, right? He just said this. So go ahead. See if, you, see if you trust the chair that you've been sitting in all night. Now most of you are sitting here going, wow, that's a different thought. Is that really going to, is that really going to hold me up? Did he saw a leg of one of those that one of those is going to fall? No, I did not do that because then we'd have to replace it. We don't want to do that. But we don't have a problem transferring that trust. I wouldn't have a problem sitting down, kicking up my feet, holding, I believe in these four legs of this chair. I believe in my own two legs. Some of you believe more in the four, two, in the four legs than you do your own two legs, so you, stay, you stayed seated, which is perfectly fine. But for some reason, we don't trust the creator of all things, of heaven and earth, of the entire universe. For the, we don't trust him and transfer our trust to him to say, God, you have us 
in the hollow of your hand, which is scriptural. Saying that you have us right there. See, in Romans 15, 13, it's the prayer that I prayed over you. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you, what? Trust in him. So that you may, what? Oh, I'm a firm believer of living in the overflow. I don't think we should just, I don't think we should, as believers of Jesus Christ, I don't believe that we should just live in the fullness. I believe that we should live in the overflow. I think when people bump into us, they should get a little of the Holy Spirit bumped, into the, bumped and filled over them. And I think that we should, I think we should pour out on people what God has poured into us. See, they overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So what do you do with your hope? See, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 12 says, Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. We are very bold. Listen, Timothy, it talks about it and it says that God did not give us a spirit of timidity. But he gave us a spirit of power, of boldness, and a sound mind. And, and we got to understand that when we have this hope in Christ, we can stand up and we can be bold. Ephesians chapter 1, 18 and 19 says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. Listen, he has called you to hope. The riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparable great power for us who believe. The power is the same as the mighty strength. The power that we have, the authority that we have in the hope of God. Listen, there is no hopeless soul, but somebody who has, hope, somebody who has no hope needs to understand that there is power behind that hope. And are you going to be willing to deliver that message to them? See, because to be kingdom-minded isn't just saying, well, I have hope, I'm good. To be kingdom-minded is to say, I have hope, I'm good, and I want to share it with that person. And I have the boldness because I have the hope that I want to take it to them. And I have the boldness because I have the hope and I want to take it to that person. And even though they may completely reject the message, I want to take it to them because they need the hope. And, they, and I have the boldness because I have the hope. And it all stems from this. It all stems from a transfer of trust. Will you trust? Will you trust in Jesus? See, kingdom-minded, yes, it starts with us being kingdom-minded, but immediately when we say that we're kingdom-minded, it points back out. It looks out to see who we can reach. It looks out to see who, who the world says is hopeless. Who the world says that there's there's nothing for them. Who the world says that, you know, they're, they're, just, they're just them. They, there's, there's no real hope for them. But God says, no, 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 that's my child. There's hope for them. Let me ask you guys to do this tonight. Would you stand with me once again? Would you trust your legs? Transfer your, this is, this is no analogy. And I'm going to ask the worship team if you guys wouldn't mind coming and, and preparing and, and getting ready. Because tonight, here's, here's one of the great parts about it is when we, when we feel like we're struggling with hope, when we feel like we're struggling, like we may, not, we may not be filled up to overflowing, 
there's times where, where we can praise God and we can lift our hands up and surrender to him and we can say, you know what? And he fills us right then. There's times when, we, when we're struggling with everything that's going on in our lives and yet God's just calling us just to praise him. There's times when everything's going good and it's very easy to praise him. And, and I'll be honest, it is harder to praise him while you're going through difficulties because you want to question him instead of praising him. But if we transfer our trust to him, that doesn't mean that we just transfer our trust to him in the good times. That means that we transfer our trust to him even in the difficult times when we can say, God, I have no answer here, but you have all the answers. God, I have no direction here, but you have every direction. But God, I don't know what's coming up. And he says, I see everything because I go ahead of you and I go before you. So tonight, wherever you're at, whatever situation you're in, I'd encourage you during this worship time, just say, God, here I am. I want to transfer everything that I am to you. I want to raise my hands and surrender to you. And I say, God, here I am. I am yours. I'm not just almost in. I am all in with you, God. And so as we worship him tonight in this time, let's go all in. Let's say, God, here I am. Here I am, God. You wanted, and really that's what he wants. He wants us to go all in with him. Say, God, here I am. I'm yours. I hope this message finds you on your journey to discovering yourself. And don't forget to click subscribe to stay up to date on all the happenings on the Inside Edge. And visit us online at myinsideedge.org. Once again, welcome to the Inside Edge.